so uh, raccoon pet owner. Flying squirrel collector. And uh, former moonshiner. Mr. Morgan Shepard. Shep. Shep, which we're apparently allowed to call you. Uh, if you could describe this lunch you just had in uh, one word, what would it be? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Straight into the point. All right. Next question. <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to yet another edition of Dinner with Racers. I am Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. Now, as everyone has known, we had an Amazon Prime television show come out a few months ago. We also put out a bunch of podcasts to go with it. But did you know, while we were doing that journey, which was six months long and over 15,000 miles, we also recorded some regular podcasts. Now, obviously, the Amazon Prime show is a big deal and not possible unless we have support from you guys and you've bought so many Continental tires, you're buying Acuras and Hondas and all that stuff, and that's what allows us to keep doing this. So thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to make more content for you to complain about later. We really appreciate it. So this series of podcasts will be like the podcast you're used to. Uh, We did it a little differently this year because we were doing all the video stuff. Uh, We, rather than doing one big trip, we basically recorded a bunch of podcasts as we were doing this. So uh, we have recordings in California, in New Hampshire, in Connecticut, and in North Carolina, uh, which sort of coincided with our schedule, which we had to do over the course of a full year uh, to make all of this work. So when we were in North Carolina, we decided to meet up with a NASCAR legend. Morgan Shepard. Shep, as his friends call him. If you don't know anything about Morgan Shepard, he was a staple in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series when it was at its absolute beginning of its heyday, raced against the legends of Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Allison, everybody that you've seen in the poster that we did a whole episode on, which Morgan decided not to be a part of. And he literally lived through the booming time of NASCAR going as a big, public, everyone knows about it sport. But he's still actively driving. The guy is 78 years old. He is the oldest driver currently in NASCAR. Uh, He competes primarily in the Xfinity Series. He's not driving every race. In fact, our boy Lando Castellarissian is is driving a lot of the races that that Morgan opts to get out of. Uh, But he runs his own team. He still competes in Xfinity. Uh, It's a very small operation, and actually we get into quite a bit of that. But the guy is still active and still getting it done, which is absolutely insane. So on uh, National Learn About Composting Day, we headed out to uh, Conover, North Carolina, and we met up at Four Peas in a Pod, which is like his restaurant, apparently. Yeah, they were surprised that he wasn't there that morning, but I guess it's because he knew he was coming for lunch later because he's notoriously always eating at this place. So I didn't have the Morgan Shepherd burger or chef salad, but I did have an amazing pimento cheese sandwich. And I had a chicken sandwich, like the for real one. So here's some of the things you're gonna hear about. Uh, a lot of roller skating stories, cause that's what he's known as. The commercial value of a squirrel. Having a pet raccoon. And he's a big proponent of Christian values and he talks about it quite a bit and it's kind of something he's known for. And if that's not your thing, maybe you don't wanna listen, but it's still worth taking a listen to and hearing his side of things, which is what we always try to encourage you guys, cause 
We're not investigative journalists. We're just sitting down to dinner with a racer. So of course we would have to be driven to Conover, North Carolina, because we're so tired from making this awesome Amazon Prime TV show. So we had to have our DWR legal counsel, Mr. Michael Avenatti, help us out there. Yeah, don't worry about speeding through here. I got it covered. And obviously, one of our biggest partners on this show, Acura, has given us the use of an Acura MDX, which we used for this entire crazy trip. And uh, Sean, I'll let you take this one. What kind of tires did we have on that Acura? Well, uh, that would be the Continental tires, which got us there safely and with Mm -hmm. great fuel mileage. But Mm -hmm. as you know, we're making huge TV money now. Right. And uh, huge TV money needs the show. And the show is uh, in repetition. So you need to say it. You need to say it the way. Okay. I'm only going to do this one time for the whole season, though. So here it is. Yeah. Or every episode you'll do it. Right, right, right. Continental tire. Cross contact. LX Sport. We think. Come on, Shep. Shep. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, hey how, how are you doing? doing? All right. Hey. I don't want to bark this. Oh, you're not. No, you're, you're not. You're it's good. good. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put it wherever you want. We're good. So. Uh, I just got to ask right away, why the roller skating? Where does that come from? Well, uh, February the 23rd, 1975, uh, was a big turning point in my life. I was 33, and uh, I was pretty bad to go out. I didn't drink every weekend, but uh, I would uh, I drink and, and uh, cheat on my wife. And, of course, she was doing the same thing. Uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, I'd always went to church, but, uh, had never, uh, been saved. Mm -hmm. Hadn't said, said the words. Anyway, uh, we, uh, I I was at Daytona, came back home and my wife was gone and I said, well, uh, I'll just live it up. And, uh, so I knew this girl in Florida, and I called her and flew her up here, spent the weekend together, and uh, uh, I woke up on Sunday morning, and I felt so bad. Yeah. I was just uh, one of them times, you know, you, you drink too much. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking. I've got a lot of friends that uh, they enjoy their time uh, with their wife and family, and uh, uh, there's something wrong with this picture. And so, anyway, while that was all going on in my mind, I put the girl on the airplane, sent her back home. Yeah. And uh, then uh, uh, I come back to the house. I felt like I either had to shoot myself in the head, something had to change in my life. And uh, anyway, I fell down on my knees and started praying. And when I got through, I felt like I could jump straight through the roof. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, I had been, there had been times that I had stopped drinking because I, I didn't want anything to interfere with my racing. But uh, then I'd be right back, you know, again at yeah. it. But uh, when I got saved, there was totally uh, a different Morgan Shepherd. Uh, I, I went and told my preacher on Wednesday night what had, what had happened. And... Uh, uh, 
So uh, I told him that I had prayed to receive Christ. And so uh, a lot of people thought, uh, well, it won't be long. He'll be back at the liquor store. Sure. This was uh, truly a change. This is what's brought me to this now, what I, how I live my life. And so, the, so then how does that end up making you love roller skating so much? Yeah, I didn't answer that, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I never did roller skate. Okay. Okay. And, um, but I, I did outdoor stuff, water skiing. And, uh, sort of all through your childhood. Yeah. And you grew up out in this kind of, kind of yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I liked anything that was physical. And so uh, I decided that I was going to uh, go and uh, learn how to roller skate. Okay. And I went to the skating ring, and I was holding on the walls like like and, and all beginners. Roughly when was this? Huh? When was this? Like in the 60s? This is this in uh, 75 when I got oh, okay. saved. Okay. I, w- I had to do something that changed my life, okay. the places I was so going. So find some new hobbies that completely get you out of your past. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I, w- I lived at the river, so okay. uh, uh, I was a guard there. Uh, for the the place there sure sure and uh so uh uh i the roller skating took the other part of my time where and and it got to be a challenge i wasn't a dancer didn't didn't ever go out and dance or anything uh but uh as i got to going better with after skating forward then i started skating backwards and so uh, in 76, uh, disco come in. And like I said, I wasn't a dancer, but I started uh, learning to dance on my skates. Uh, and so this was probably less than a year because this was 76, so I got saved in 75. And uh, anyway, it got to be a challenge. And I, I went to the Riverside racing in California and this little girl I wasn't married at that time because my wife had left me there in 75 and uh, this little girl from the Gillette company uh, come over and she said uh, uh, would you like to dance I said I don't know how right. <laughs> <laughs> she said well you was dancing on your roller skates <laughs> I said yeah but I never have danced with a moth <laughs> right. and so she, she was a cute little girl and so yeah. um I, I said, well, I'll try. <laughs> and so we, I tried. And then, anyway, my sister uh, was with me. And uh, we had rode all the way across the country. I drove out there and drove back. Uh, and so after that, uh, as we was coming back, I said, let's go to Billy Bob's in uh, Texas. I mean, it, in uh, And that was a roller rink? No. Oh, no Billy the, Bob's is. like a dance bar, dance hall. Yeah, a lot, yeah, of yeah. Peop- a lot of people in Dallas knows, you know, they have uh, different entertainers in there to play music. And and so uh, we, uh, my sister and I, we started watching other people and, and started uh, two-stepping. <laughs> and so that... Uh, All the crazy kids were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that was uh, the start of my dancing. And I said, well, the, we had a place back home here, Clinic Center, that... Uh, at this guy, he was uh, 67, and uh, he went to Nashville and took music lessons. Well, he built this place there here in Hickory. It was like the Grand Ole Opry, and it had a stage, and 
and he had have different uh, entertainers in there. But anyway, um, that that was kind of my my dancing part of it. And so anyway, uh, over over the years and um, with uh, different different wives, Cindy and I now will. Uh, the 25th of June, we'll be married uh, 25 years. Oh, good for you. That's awesome. But, okay. Yeah, but uh, everywhere we go, <clears throat> if they play music at the racetrack. Um, out come the skates. Yeah. Right. Well, right. well, no, we just, uh, we go out uh, and start two-stepping. Two-stepping. <laughs> and so she uh, she says I embarrass her all the time. <laughs> but but uh, anyway. So before 1975, Roller skating, dancing, that really wasn't part of what you did. did, um, did had never done it, didn't know right, how. Right. But I was, I was a music lover, you know. Sure, sure. The, the, da- the dancing on skates, it, it got to be fun so much. And um, it's, it's really, if you dance hard and everything, it's a good workout. And Absolutely. It, and it's important for your balance to be good right. uh, in racing. Right, do you know what you want to order? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Morgan Shepherd burger. Oh, he did it. He did it. A Morgan Shepherd burger. All right. So, uh, question, how do you get a more how do you get your own burger on a menu? <laughs> there's another uh, up at Watkins Glen. Uh, there's a diner up there, but the same guy's not run it. Okay. That, that is ran the one it. here? No. Okay. No, I mean that's another place you can get a Morgan Shepherd burger. Okay. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Uh, and uh and so here's my local place I come to, and mm-hmm. so uh, I, I told I told them that uh, we need to do a Morgan Shepherd burger. So you just demanded it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, uh, they put everything on it. That it's uh, hamburger, uh, slaw, mustard, and chili, gr- grilled onions. Okay. So on, and on, that's on, you, on wheat bread. Was, okay. don't, put it, don't put it on a bun. Not on a bun. Now, so that's what you would have ordered anyway. And yeah. so that's okay. So you, not only did you man that you needed a menu item, it's exactly as you would take it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. So when we walked in and they asked who we were going to talk to, we said you, and they're like, "Oh, we we're wondering why he wasn't here this morning." <laughs> so are you are you literally here every day? Yeah, just about. Oh, that's so awesome. I, I had okay. to, I had to go down to Mooresville. Uh, pick up some parts for our brakes. Sure. Yeah. But it's like morning breakfast here, then off to the shop kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So when you say you had to go pick up parts, is that because you get minimal crew? Yeah. 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 We've, we've had uh, basically just one, and and now. So sure, you're sort of full-time crew is just one yeah, person yeah, and yeah. you. But now we're just... Uh, we uh, hired a second guy. Matter of fact, I just uh, gave him his name. Over the years, I have uh, named some people in racing, uh-huh. and, they, and they're like Red Dog. Okay, so you get nicknames, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, which is his name is Buddy Barnes. Okay. But that I heard him talking on the radio one time. He was telling about uh, how Morgan Shepherd had named him. And uh, he um, he said we was at uh, Richmond, Virginia, and he said it was uh, Buddy Arrington, Buddy Parrot, uh, Buddy Buddy Barnes. There's one more there. Oh yeah, uh, Buddy Baker. Buddy Baker. Right. And so I said this is too many buddies. 
and he kind of had red hair. <laughs> and uh, I said, Red Dog, that's nice. going to be your name. Okay. <laughs> and, and that is carried with him. Right, right. And uh, there's uh, several other ones. but So no one is just like Jason or Scott. It's like it's it's Scott Buddy Barnes name. and Red Dog, and yeah. like that's there is yeah. no such thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. Do you have a nickname? Do people call you something? Yeah. Maybe behind your back? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe behind okay. my back. <laughs> no, they usually say Shep. 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 Yeah. Okay. What, is, what does it take to get to Shep level? Because, like, we're going to call you Morgan or Mr. Shepard. Right. Uh, Don't call me Mo- Mr. Shepard. Oh, we can't? Oh, okay. really? Right. Okay. We're already okay. ahead. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. So we're at, we're at Morgan levels. Yeah. What, is, what does somebody have to do to earn the, the right to call you Shep? Put in some nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So do so, it as you like, right? Yeah. <laughs> so your 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 team is still competing in Xfinity right now. Um, Landon, I think, just qualified the car last weekend. Yeah. And did really really well, as I remember. Yeah. Well, uh, we we had just finally. See, it's hard for us to keep, catch up to all the stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so uh, Mike Bean uh, with GMS, they uh, uh, he just he offered. He said, Morgan, won't you bring the car down? Oh wow! And 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 let us uh, go over it. So that was before Richmond, and uh, uh, we had to change some stuff around. But uh, we uh, uh, was making our runs, and uh, it so happened we was we would have we would have had a good lap, but uh, we was uh, was thirty third on the cards that's our mm-hmm. practicing, and so when they uh, when. Uh, practice qualifying got rained out uh-huh. well then they went off the speeds well Richard Childers I use their engines and uh, anyway because it was rained out the car they had there uh, was going to miss the race and so uh, anyway he uh, asked you know if I withdraw and let him have my spot right. and so uh, I got to when uh, I got Guys, fifty thousand dollar motor in the car, you know. <laughs> nice. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, so anyway. I mean, so, uh, so just forgetting budget yeah. for a second, just pure staff. So somebody like, let's say, Tyler Reddick or Austin Sindrick. Um, how many full time guys do you think are on those cars? Like even back at the shop, not just at the track, but just making at, that car at, go. At least sixty. <laughs> so a top Xfinity kid has got 60 people in different capacities working on their car. Those cars, they've got everything that it takes to win races. Right. they got, right. got all the engineers and everything. And, and with my car. Well, you've uh, doubled your staff. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, last week or two weeks ago, we just hired a guy from California that knows nothing about racing. That's what we Perfect. do. Perfect. Yeah. 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 So, Poor uh, guy. And, and the guy that just left, he was 19 and, uh, when he came, and it was, he just left uh, about a month ago. And I told him, you just stay with me a couple of years. I'll get you a good job. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, uh, he, he left, told me he was leaving. And uh, uh, he, I know he loved it, but I, he one of the bad deals. He got him a girlfriend. Oh, uh, that'll do that. What an so, idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think he stayed till he's 23. Okay. Okay. And I promised him I'd, in a couple of years I'd get him a job. Yeah. Well, so happened everybody was cutting back because of sponsorship. Sure. Uh, uh, Richard did. Uh, and uh, 
Mr. Canassi did. Uh, and Mr. Canassi really got took for a ride. Yeah, that's a bad deal. He is a good man. But anyway, I was telling you about go back to the park workshop and, and the Woods Brothers Museum. It's incredible how God arranges things in your mm-hmm. path. Because uh, Mr. Wood, I don't know how exactly, but maybe five or six days after I seen him passed away. Yeah. And uh, but but we was all kind of placed there together, you know. And uh, anyway, uh, Nick that worked at worked for me. Yeah, good 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 kid. Uh, I told him that uh, Nick, there's two things in this world that you got to have, and uh, one of them's God, and the other one is friends. Because if you have those. You can uh, pretty much handle everything else. We went somewhere and got a motel room, uh, and uh, when we got ready to go to bed. He was right over the side of the bed, on down on his knees praying. Ah, uh, cool. That's pretty good for a young kid, right? So and you're uh, the. Also, what I read on that is so even today you're, you're the big boss of the team, and you're still. Sharing hotel rooms with with twenty year olds to to make this team make work, work to make yeah. it work oh, to, yeah. to stretch every yeah. time, and I'm gonna guess these are not um, the nicest Marriotts in town. No, that was it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you when you're telling these guys like, hey, you're a young kid, you're, you're coming to work for me, and I'll find you a good job, is is the idea that you're kind of grooming them to go through the the lower ranks? with a limited budget it's going to be hard work and then if you see that they're worth it you'd help them go to like a ganassi or somebody who you're friends with Is that yeah. the idea yeah nick nick started out at at 300 a week and uh and then I, he's really working hard and and i said dog i can't pay you 300 a week i said uh i'm gonna pay you uh 400 a week and so it wasn't long that he, man, he was coming on up. And uh, we, uh, before he got done, before when he left, he was making a thousand a week. So he had a, a yeah. decent, decent right. paying job. Yeah, and he's working in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. He so just got in trouble with a, a woman. Uh oh. <laughs> that'll do it. I think we've all done this. Yeah, that'll do it. Nick, it's it's uh, me or the racing. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's a tough one at 23. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, um, everything's good. The yeah. people that that comes there, uh, matter of fact, the, the one I've got looking after everything uh, was somewhere or another, and he said the F word. Not Ooh. from me. I could read his lips. Okay. And so uh, uh, I said – I stopped everything i said hey let me tell you i fired a guy in texas right on the spot i was in the car and he let the hood down he mashed his fingers and and he used the f word i told him i said take it you're talking stuff off and uh take stuff and back to the trailer and uh, uh that's that's it and I, really? I wouldn't let him come back so it's that low tone just, just and it wasn't like a like he stubbed his finger, so it was sort of a reactionary yeah. word that came out of his mouth. Yeah. And that's all it takes with you. Yeah. No I said, kidding. listen, you cannot do that here. If you got to do, do that, you can't work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he said, oh, I said, I 
I don't ever say GD. I said, I don't care what you you say if it's if it's not uh, if it doesn't represent us for for what we do and serving the Lord. I said, you might as well go somewhere else. And uh, anyway, I seen a big difference in him. He's uh, uh, he he respected what I I said and. Uh, he knows this cannot happen. I told him, I said, I, I was at Daytona a few years back, probably 15 years ago. Anyway, uh, we had done our testing, and, and so we left. We stopped out there to get us something to eat. And uh, the guy that was uh, driving my, my truck, he had asked, it's okay to bring a guy with him. Well, that rascal got out there beside the trailer and peed in the parking lot and by the time of course I didn't know about yeah, but it but it doesn't sound like something you would be okay with <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah because this guy got on the internet and he said Morgan I cannot believe what y'all stand for and, and you allow something like this well I didn't allow it you know it just it happened and uh, so anyway uh, if you uh, and I just got a guy a guy coming in this morning uh, from uh, Michigan, mm-hmm. and uh, he they stayed at the Lugnut Hut last night. The Lugnut Hut, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what that's why we put our people that works for us. Uh, it's a pretty neat little deal. Yeah. So you won 21 of 29 races, and I want to say that was 1979. Yes, 79. Uh, and that would have been the equivalent of Xfinity today. Yeah. Um, you, I've heard you say this in several interviews, but for our fan base is not necessarily stock car fans. They're just sort of general racing fans. A lot of them are road racing or IndyCar based. So I've heard you say this a few times that um, a set of tires in those days was like, what was it, like 20 bucks or something like that? Uh, 25 $25. And you would use Those your, races. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. Th- those races, that tire ran the entire season. The left front. This yeah. was changed twice. So you'd, you'd and, run the left front the entire year, and the left rear you'd change twice a year in 29 and, races. And, and the right sides was only changed twice. And the wow. tires was uh, $25 a piece. Okay. Okay. Now, so tires is uh, like $2,400. A set. And uh, and if you if you run 10 laps, you can't go and try to race on them. Right. You, you got, right. Yeah. There yeah. You, you got to put new tires on to be competitive. So, and a lot of people will ask me, you know, uh, when am I going to quit? You know, but what am I doing? I wish I would have brought this. I got thousands and thousands of uh, uh, letters. You know, you get a, a special one every now and then. I know this uh, one lady out in Iowa, she had come to me and I, I talked with her and she had a husband that brutally beat her, and so uh, it. You know, I wish I wish I had copies of that letter. I'd uh, I'd like for you to read it, and then you could understand why I'm still yet here. Because of the the nature of running across on your car, or the fact that somebody your age can still get out there and do this, or what? Like, what was the inspiring well, thing for her? Well, that uh, a lot of these people, they. They can't even imagine or can't realize what uh, me going 
me being there going around and around as makes a difference in somebody's keep life. Them kind of motivated. Yeah. yeah. So uh, while we had food here, we had a couple folks who, uh, one woman who used to sell, uh, uh, sounds like some parts to you. Um, so it seems like when everybody meets you, you then give out these coins, which are basically pennies with a, with a cross kind of stamped into it. Yes. And uh, you just keep these around to give to anybody. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't believe the people who, when I get to the racetrack that come and ask me if I've got any of those crosses. <laughs> really? That's cool. It, yeah. uh, well, this is very uniquely you. So yeah. I, that's absolutely. Yeah. That's whenever, a, uh, whenever I got my cross with me, I, yeah. I use it. anyway, I give them the first penny. Yeah. And, uh, I said, uh, the tomb is empty, and uh, this is where he paid the price. Yeah. So that's uh, that's cool. So you've been in the sport for a really long time. Who who is the Morgan Shepherd crew? Like, who are your buddies if you're going to go out and you know, yeah, catch a movie or something or go roller skating? <laughs> I don't ever have time for a movie. Right. Um, we have different friends that uh, lives in different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's Boston or uh, Michigan, or we have a lot of good friends yeah. up in Virginia that uh, that helps us uh, money-wise. I mean, they ain't going to send no hundred thousand dollars, but uh, <laughs> but it takes all of them mm-hmm. that does that uh, keep us on the track, and so uh, it's, uh, it's it's worked out great. Um, I heard somebody say something the other day on one of the news uh, channels, and they said, uh, how many friends do you have? And uh, they said, you know, uh, not many. Somebody asked me that question. Everywhere we go, we've, uh, we usually meet with uh, different people. And uh, and we'll go have lunch or, or whatever. And uh, it's just amazing whenever he said that uh, at the friends we do have just uh, because of racing, meeting some so right. many deep, different people, and uh, and we stay in contact with them. And it's just uh, God's really blessed us. Is there anybody in the NASCAR community that like an average fan would know that you guys, that you're close with? Ever everywhere. I mean and. Like we go to Bristol or some of the tracks, we got we got fans <clears throat> that uh, that want to c- come to that race, and so they uh, they'll call us. We get them passes and stuff. They they come down to our uh, hauler, and uh, and so we get get to see these people yeah. uh, every time we're in that town. So yeah. when you when you didn't have to work on your own team. So let's say when you were with the Wood Brothers. Yeah. So it's like early 90s, really fast car, height of your career. Was there a group of people within the NASCAR community that you would hang out with most? Like did you spend time with Bernhardt or Kyle Petty or... or uh, as far as drivers, I don't I don't know that there's that many. So you were always fairly insular in terms of the actual, what we would call the garage. So your, your circle is typically more your... your your friends and your personal community more so than yeah. I'm going to go out with the, all the other drivers tonight yeah. or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting about you when I was doing my research was that you your first car you ever bought, I'll let you tell it, but it was it came at a price. Yes, I have more or less worked since I was 10 years old and supported myself. And uh, I, learned, I learned if you was going to have anything, 
you, you better like to work. Uh-huh. And so work has been fun for me. Um, I never got no toys when I was growing up. Uh, I do remember a little yellow wind-up bulldozer when I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get all. I didn't get a new bicycle or sure. whatever. Right. My first bicycle. I was eight years old, and I. Uh, I seen this bicycle sitting in a barn, and I asked the guy, "What would he take for it?" And he said, "How much money you got?" I got two dollars and a half. So that was <laughs> that was my first bicycle, and uh, back in those days we got bicycle parts usually at the Western Auto, and so I, so I went and I took Belenoir and sewed the tires shut, and uh, got monkey grip patching rubber and patched the inner tube. <laughs> so that was my first bicycle. But right. then when I was ten, um, I worked. Uh, uh, on the farm and stuff, and um, I bought uh, a Wizard motorbike. Uh, those was also sold at the uh, Western Autos. But uh, then I worked on cars and everything. So when I when I turned 12, I had a friend that had a 30, 37 Chevy Coach. Okay. And, and you're uh, 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm 12 years old. I asked him what he'd take for it, and so. Uh, I told him what I had. I gave him $12 and a half, two flying squirrels, a gray, gray squirrel. Hang on. Well, we're going to go back, but go on. Finish. <laughs> I'll let you finish. And then what else? Uh, and a shotgun, is that what yeah, we're yeah. Gauge? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I've, I've never dealt with squirrels. I understand that you have like a bit of a passion for them. Where do you get a, where do you get a flying squirrel? Um, when you, in the what, what year was that? <laughs> they, uh, they used to be a lot more around than what it is now. Okay. Uh, but uh, they're uh, not as big as a gray squirrel. Mm-hmm. They're little small squirrels, and they'll go up a tree real high, and they'll jump off, and yeah. spread their legs right out, and that's a, they got a web. Yes. Yes. So they can mm-hmm. sail for. So, so how yes. do you get one? You about to say so? Let because. Let, <laughs> So let's call it 1953. Um, two two questions come to mind. What's the value in trading a squirrel? Like, what is that guy getting yeah, right. when he gets a squirrel? Like, what's he going to do with He's it? And why do you have one? Well, two, apparently. Two. Well, Are they in cages? They were, no. no. You I, just knew you could catch one. Yeah, when it's babies, you gotta you got to raise them. Okay. okay. And uh, I had two gray squirrels that uh, uh, I'd go through the woods and I, I hunted and stuff. They followed me uh-huh. through the woods, jump up on trees, and wherever I went, I go back to the house. They follow me right back to the house, and I had a thing where I fed them at. Okay. And uh, they, so they, 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 just, they became yours. Yeah. yeah. So why would a why would somebody take a trade in squirrels? Like, what's he going to do with it? <laughs> yeah, I'm very right. confused about the what's squirrel the currency here. Yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's better than snakes. Oh, oh. well, when you <laughs> Wait, put it that way. Was that a thing? Did people <laughs> trade snakes? I don't know. They, they was kind of amused by me that I, I brought a snake to school. <laughs> so you you pay Richard Childress every year for your current motors. Yeah. Have you ever tried to offer squirrels or snakes to him? He's a big hunter. He's a hunting guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he yeah. might appreciate it. Richard likes hunting, but I don't think he'd uh, spend much time uh, feeding those squirrels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. His, his pets are dead yeah. on the wall. Yeah, we've seen the uh, his big museum. Right. Okay, okay, so so there's that part of so, it. So yeah, so um, and, a, and a star was born. 
Um, but also later in life, you had pet raccoons? Yep. Okay. That was... Um, what are the ups and downs of having a pet raccoon? Well, you, you've got to uh, got to have them early. Okay. You know, uh, within usually six weeks after they're born. To sort of and, imprint uh, on them? Do what? To kind of imprint on them that, that, that this is part of their domestic okay. daily. Yeah. 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 Uh, and r- raccoons can be dangerous. Sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, they can also be a great pet. pet. I had uh, one. I named him Sidco. Why'd you name him that? Well, uh, I drove for him with the Woods Brothers. Right. Uh, Was that kind of like buttering up the sponsor? <laughs> like, look what I named. I don't know, but I, he got up to 55 pounds. And I, <laughs> wow. I, I took him. Uh, uh, I had a little cage light built in a motorhome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so he wouldn't get up there and try to drive. Oh, right. te- yeah, that's, they're, that's, they're highly intelligent. Yeah, they're super smart. Yeah, yeah if, like at the house, yeah. I had a cage downstairs where we put him at nighttime. But uh, he, there was a nightstand beside the door. Mm-hmm. He jumped yeah. up on that thing, and he was trying to turn the doorknob. Right. I mean, everything they see. They can put it together. Yeah. 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 Let me tell you one that was, was really good. Uh, <laughs> I was at Rockingham, and uh, it was just me, the motorhome, and, and a raccoon. And so I got parked and was uh, getting everything set up. And I had done let him out. And then I, I went back in. I, I couldn't find my raccoon. I looked under the sofa, under everything. I said, how in the world did he get out of here with, you know, me not knowing it? Mm-hmm. And so uh, then I noticed my clothes out of, out of my suitcase was laying on the floor. Okay. And... It was still zipped up, and I said, no, what in the world? I went over and felt it, and that rascal had unzipped my suitcase. Yeah. This is the truth. He threw everything out of the suitcase, threw it out on the floor, and uh, <laughs> and got in the suitcase and zipped it back up from the inside. Mm-hmm. 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 You tell me that's not smart. That's <laughs> yeah, so that, is, that is something. He's like, let's go home. <laughs> uh, so it's conceivable you could have been wearing a sit-go shirt. Walking around the garage, yelling "Sitgo," looking for this raccoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Sitgo, Sitgo. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's on your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you like. We them. know you drive for them. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I took him to Daytona with me. Yeah, and, uh, and he'd follow me wherever I go. Okay. And, uh, Do you have a little leash, yeah. or would you? I I had one, but I didn't have it on. Okay. And um, it's just an accepted thing, like yeah, it's Morgan. Down Morgan and, and pet raccoon. raccoon. Yeah, down there when we was testing. Okay. But uh, they're a very very fun animal if you if you raise them. Right. And uh, like there was uh, news people come to my shop, this news lady, and in my shop there, I had a, um, a big tall cage you could walk in and had a, like a log in there. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he could go outside and do whatever. But anyway, the lady that was uh, interviewing me, um, she said, can we, can we go in? I said, oh yeah, he's, he's a good boy. And so they like shiny stuff, you know. Right, that's what mm-hmm. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's on the edge of that bench. It was about that height. And uh, and I told him, I said, you can pet him. And uh, she did. And so uh, the, she, Sidco, uh, seen the chain with, with a cross on it. So he gets a hold of it, and he's looking at it and stuff. And uh <laughs> 
And, uh, and she's I, just standing right there. Yeah, with she's standing right chain. there. Yeah. Okay. I said, "He's not. He's not going to hurt you or whatever." And then he goes, "Oh!" <laughs> and then he took a, a grab. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could not believe, it. and I could. She says, "Whoa, I like that." <laughs> <laughs> so, and then then her mic that she had, right? Yeah. The soft part of it. Yeah. Uh, he pulled it off. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So he's getting in all kinds of trouble. Now, is that your only raccoon you've ever owned? Oh, no. <laughs> you've had, no, no, no. Yeah, and he had his brother Motorcraft. Right, exactly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I had different ones over the years, but this one, it uh, he was the very best. He's a good boy. Uh, he. Uh, so not all raccoons could just be walked around a garage no, or hang no, out in an RV? No. It's we, like we ordered this one from Iowa. Oh. Come out, they have a raccoon farm. If they're kept in captivity. There is such a thing as like for domesticated raccoons. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I had no idea. A raccoon farm. Yeah. For but, domesticated raccoons. So if you want a pet raccoon. But this is a bad, <laughs> bad part of this story. Oh. Uh, the 700 Club, they came to my shop and to, uh, to inter- interview me. And so um, they, they went down and seen Sitco and stuff. And, but... Uh, Anyhow, I seen he had some fleas on him, and so I took dog dip and I put it on him. I brushed it around, and uh, the guy that was helping me there, John, I told him, I said, John, I said, wash this off in a little bit. And anyway, he didn't live 20 oh. minutes. Oh, wow. Oh. I, wow. Either, either that stuff, because I went and got the bottle, and I read it, mm-hmm. and the bottle said uh, uh, one tablespoon to a gallon of water. Right. And we'd put it on him. I put it on, on him straight. Uh, straight. And, uh, but he was, I, I, it was real hard for me to do that TV show. I'm sure. Because uh, I, I just killed the best friend. Yeah, I had. Right. yeah, right. Yeah. 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 14 Oof. years he lived. And he's, a, he's a fun character. And I raised him, him and German Shepherd uh, at the same time. And, uh, my German Shepherd was getting down in his back then. It wasn't long. It was going to have to put him, him away. But uh, Sitco knew how to take care of the dog. If the dog got too aggressive, I, I'll tell you, but I'll not explain it. My, it, my dog was up above him or whatever uh, trying to play. Sitco Rich around behind the dog, and here goes the dog scooting across the floor. And mm-hmm. Sitko was a oh. handful. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay. kept him in check. Gotcha. <laughs> You're right. right. Oh me. What's harder to raise, a child or a raccoon? Uh, probably a child. The <laughs> <laughs> raccoon's more. Uh, raccoons don't r- talk back. Or a little more intelligent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you also had pet squirrels, I I think, in the motorhome. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. So at any point, are any of the other drivers in the paddock, like, giving you a hard time about this? Going, uh, hey, uh, what else you got in there? No, not not really. Uh, And I had... uh, Was that unusual? I mean, did, uh, you know... Yeah, right. Was there another guy with a bunch of, you know, snakes or something in his bus? Tony's always, you know, he had a monkey and had all this... Yeah, and a pig. Yeah, right, right, right. But... uh, Anyway, uh, funny thing about that squirrel, this was before. Did it have a name? Uh, John. 
John was the most intelligent squirrel okay. I had ever had. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, at that time, I had all had 30 antique cars and stuff. And anyway, I signed a bad deal that just destroyed my my racing. But uh, I had a, a 51 Mercury, and uh, when I go down the road. Uh, John would jump on top of the steering wheel and sit there. And, like, I go through the drive-through window. Uh, <laughs> the, the girl would come over to bring her stuff to us. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. She'd yeah. see that squirrel sitting on the steering wheel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, she said, can I pet him? Wow. I, wow. Said, I, said, I said, yeah, he lets you pet him. Yeah. And uh, just – this squirrel was just, you wouldn't believe yeah. how smart he was. We put a towel in the sink and he'd make a little bed at okay. nighttime okay. there. And if I got up to go to the bathroom, uh, he'd come up out of that thing and watch you right. while you pee. Like, what's going on <laughs> here? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. just taking take <laughs> stock of everything. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Oh, me. My first thought wouldn't be to pet the. Random Pet squirrel. squirrel. Like, yeah, is that like, supposed to be there? That, that would be my very first hey, question. Hey, I'll tell you another good one. Yeah, it's please. Like, like our dogs, we got, um, I think we had two Pomeranians at this time, which is not, is not good to have two dogs. You can have a big one and a little one, but not the same kind. They're very jealous. But anyway, I was sitting there watching TV one night and, and uh, had my squirrel here on Hang my leg. Out. He was stretched out. I scratched him. And then my dog, a Pomeranian, would bark, and so. Uh, now, which Eddie, was which was the, was the squirrel in the house before the Pomeranian? Which came first? Uh, Pomeranian. Okay. Okay. So this is a new recruit into the home, so to speak. Same John. Okay. okay. Came with me a good while. Right, but it, yeah. but it's new to the Pomeranian, so yeah. it's not like it was yeah. part of the home but, that he came yeah. in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, John would go over and sit on the other end of the couch, and. Uh, he sat there and he was watching uh, me pet. Oh, I can't even think of her name. Uh, anyway, he was. I'd be petting her, and he start and he start yeah. chattering his teeth, mm-hmm. and then he come over and bounce right on her <laughs> back on her back, <laughs> and scare my dog to death. And right, right. My dog jump off, and yeah. and, uh, and then I get her back up, and I said, "This is very interesting." Uh, <laughs> And I start to pet him <laughs> right on. Right. It's your own nature show. Yeah, right, I exactly. wish it, I wish that we could have had something like that film. Uh, that, that's pretty neat. And you could see how intelligent that the squirrel that was. Squirrel yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Finally, it got too much for my wife. And we had put John outside. And, and um, I give him a little bit of chocolate, chocolate every now and then. But uh, when I came home or whatever, I'd... Uh, uh, he'd be out there in a tree, and I tell him I, that I got something for you. Mm-hmm. And he'd come out and, and come out to the end of the limb, and I give him choc- chocolate, and he'd go back. Right. And, uh, that went on for a long time, and then he must have got, like Nick, he must have got him a girlfriend. Uh, that's oh, that's got to be a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gets him every time. So what's in the menagerie now? Well, Bella, she uh, she goes everywhere with us. And what's Bella. A uh, Pomeranian. A Pomeranian. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So we have a Pomeranian, but no more squirrels, no mm-hmm. raccoons, nah. snakes. I, I got a German Shepherd that looks okay. after the place. Okay. Him and a goat. And oh, we have a goat. We do have a goat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And if uh, what's the goat's name? 
Jack. Okay. Okay. All so, right. and what's the Pomeranian's name? This is Bella. Bella. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the German Shepherd. Uh, Diesel. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and if uh, start with the dog was real mean towards uh, the goat, and uh, I wish it. Uh, wish I had some pictures of them. Wish I knew how to make this thing pictures come up. Because uh, you could see my goat, my little Pomeranian, when he was, of course, yeah, and of course, that goat almost caused a divorce. My wife, my wife was down at uh, her mother's, Jackson, not, uh, uh, down in Georgia, Thomasville, Georgia. And so uh, I was, well, I went to the, uh, the, let's see. I went over to the fairgrounds. Anyway, this they had animals and everything, and so anyway, I bought the goat. Of course, didn't tell my wife. She come home. Whew, I cannot believe that you didn't talk to me about this goat. Because there'd never been a goat discussion, right? No, like no. you know what this house needs. I, I raised one many many years ago before okay. before her, okay. and so I kind of knew the, their nature. And, but I felt like Diesel need a friend, you know. And the friend has been almost too much for him. And uh, But they know how to handle each other. And if uh, the goat gets too bothersome uh, and Diesel's not liking it, well, uh, the goat just uh, rams him inside. He's got two big old horns. So, and when I, when I first Starts brought dominance, basically. Yeah, when, yeah. When, I, when I first brought him home, he was about about like that. Yeah. I got a big old German Shepherd, and um, uh, Diesel come over to him, and and that goat just reared back, mm -hmm. hit him, hit Diesel right between the eyes, and knocked him back, all four, knocked him completely down. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> he did that, but, but anyway, that it's pretty, pretty yeah. neat the things you. Uh, <laughs> get to see <laughs> happening on the leopard the ranch. Yeah, about yeah. to say the animal kingdom that you're right. developing. Awesome. All right. So at your age, you know, you're still you know, racing from time to time and, and driving not that long ago. What were you doing physically to stay up to shape for that? I mean, because you've had a long, hard road. Well, it's uh, my roller skating is what keeps me in really? shape. Yeah. yeah. I've, uh, I've really let things get out of hand here because I, I used to weigh around 175, 80. Now I'm weighing... 204. Did you five. start a podcast road trip yeah, show? Say, I, I can tell you how to gain 20 more pounds <laughs> yeah. right now. This is anyway, problem. anyway, that makes me very mad. I don't, I can't believe I let myself get this far out. <laughs> Welcome to every day of my life. So <laughs> I, I understand. You guys that. have a lot in common. We have a lot. What do you think? Uh, so you're a big roller skater. We, we saw a bunch of your videos when we were doing our research, and you got some moves. It's yeah, impressive. Yeah, like dancing. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a man who can do quite a bit of, uh, of maneuvering with his roller skates. What do you think of male figure skaters? Well, I like them, but really, uh, the men can't do as good as girls. It's fair. Uh, it's 
fair. Sean, your rebuttal? I, I'm not going to disagree. Okay. I, I was a male figure skater, so uh, oh, was yeah, you? yeah, not not anymore. But um, yeah, when I, I when I was a teenager, I, I was a competitive figure skater, and uh, so it's it's just funny when we see the roller skating. Like, oh, I kind of recognize that's your guy. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But also, like, you seem totally unapologetic about it. Doesn't seem to. You're like, yeah, I roller skate. Yeah. You know. Did you ever compete? Well, it's no. No, this is just purely no, disco it's, style. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. You know, and uh, a lot of people, you know, my sister tried roller skating, you know, try to keep up with her big brother. <laughs> no. bad, bad deal. Man, she broke her arm and all that. Oh, pieces. Wow. I hated that so bad that yeah. she got hurt because of me. <laughs> no, but it's it's fun still. Uh, as, as we get older, obviously, the more you fall, the, the harder the recovery is. Uh, yep. Like, was there a time where you were doing jumps or spins, or was it always just sort of more dance style? Sort of more dance style. Okay. Uh, I, I try to uh, keep myself within limits because uh, I can't get hurt. Yeah. And uh, and you can get hurt very easily. Oh yeah. If you're there's a <clears throat> video on YouTube of, of you in the on the pre grid, and it looked like you hit something and went down pretty big. What well, what was that? That was just a little gravel. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> and the wheels I had on then okay. was real hard wheels. Okay. I have put my soft wheels back on now. And the soft wheels take the pebbles a little yeah. bit better? Okay. Mm-hmm. But, yep, they show that on TV. <laughs> so the moment you hit the ground or something like that, do you instantly know that, up? Oh, I'm going to be in the sports highlights now? <laughs> Not the way I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, when rollerblades came out, were you like, this can't be, or were you – totally okay with it well because there's like a divide it's almost I, like snowboarders and skiers you know yeah i was uh somebody bought me some and i said okay uh and i knew that they wasn't for me what because they take the rhythm away because of they're very good for going fast you know mm-hmm. but not to dance on because uh, it's hard to put big old long skates and there's people that uh that can dance on them, right? But uh, I seen it was going to take too much effort, and because mm-hmm. it was uh, taking my rhythm away, you know, my moves. Hey, you can't steal with the. Mo- you got to stick with what's good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had to keep rolling. <laughs> keep rolling. <laughs> um, All right. So we, um, as part of our road trip, we do what we call a pass along question, where you ask a question of the next guest. So uh, our next guest in our in our big 2019 adventure is actually going to be an old uh, old competitor of yours, uh, Terry Labonte. Now we're going to see him on Sunday. If you could ask any one question, or if you wanted to hide behind us of something you could ask of Terry, what would that be? Well, last time I really talked to Terry, he he called called me on the telephone and said, Morgan, I apologize. I promise you, I'll, it will never ever happen to, to anybody, and not you or anybody else. Uh, he said, I, I found out and I was seeing the, the, the wreck, and I'm telling you, it wrecked a ton of cars. It took, took Earnhardt out, took me out, and, uh, but uh, Kenny Strader was, uh, I think, still yet going, because uh, when Terry wrecked us. He uh, he it took took himself out too. But anyway, what happened? 
uh, was going down the front straightaway, and uh, uh, Schrader was bumping Terry. And so when he, he finally bumped him quite a bit. So I was behind Schrader, and so I just pulled out. I drove by both of them. Go down into turn one, and we got down there about the middle of the corner. Well, Terry had never stopped. Mm-hmm. He was going. <laughs> right. yeah, someone's going to stop he thought, him. He yeah. thought that, uh, that you did eight, eight wheels was yeah. better than nine. Yeah, right. But yeah. he ended, ended up, it was probably 30 wheels. It was a big, big <laughs> crash. Right. And uh, uh, he didn't know that it was Kenny Schrader that was bumping him. Mm-hmm. He thought it was Whole me because, you, because yeah. I passed him. Yeah, right, right. right. And so – so he takes takes me out, but uh, uh, I'm sure he remembered it because mm-hmm. he, so he called me up and apologized. Right. And this was because re- this, this incident was like 30 years ago. Yeah. And he used to talk to you just a few weeks ago about this? With what? And, and so Terry just called you recently about this, and this incident was no. 30 years old. Oh, no, no. no, no. This after after the oh, race. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. On Monday. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. He was driving for Hendrick. For Hendrick. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So. So if you could a few ever, decades later, if you yeah. could, if you could ever ask one question of Terry that you want us to repeat, what would that question be? Why'd you do it? <laughs> of course, I just told you that. <laughs> Why right. would you deliberately work, recommend at Martinsville? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's perfect. Kansas, actually, yeah, that's a, a great, good story that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> well, who do you, who of the new crowd do you look at and you say, okay, I respect this kid. I, I like what he's doing. Uh, the young man at drives the double zero that's not cole custer is it yep oh, well, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right yeah he's, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh and the boy that drives the 20 car oh christopher bell christopher that bell. Kid's oh, a yeah. superstar he's, he's the yeah. Real yeah. Yeah, he, sure. and he seems like a good kid he is the greatest yeah yeah, you know, yeah. so you're you know you're you're between your faith and just sort of coming from a different era between your stances on language and conduct and things like that when you see especially in the at the monster energy cup level uh when you see some of the things that are thrown about and said and things like that do you does that irritate you does that get you upset when you see some of the i tell you what irritate, controversy? irritates me yeah. is uh, who who they pick that's uh that's used the worst language for the day they'll usually have three of them and so Whoever wins that thing, I just I cannot believe that they make it like they're a hero. Right. So you effectively like not just the driver, but you would wish sort of the from a media and promotional standpoint, we wouldn't decorate the people who who use profanity and cuss and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, Do you think that's a change, just a sign of the times that things are different now than, than they would have been? Oh, then? they're definitely a lot different. Yeah. In your own biography, you, know, you kind of state that you were sort of on your way in racing up until about 1970, and then it, it made it sound like you, you hit some dark days where things got astray. And was it was it a similar case for you? Had you kind of not been saved in the sense that you know if you were drinking or whatever it was that uh, uh, that it required that to kind of turn your own career around? Uh, probably so, uh, because uh, I actually I had ran on the highway. Uh, feist but was lucky it didn't hurt nobody you know yeah. and uh, it wasn't until I got saved that uh, I really changed my life but I was <laughs> this might sound bad I was a great racer mm-hmm. uh, when I was when I started I wouldn't I wasn't a rookie because of uh, running on the highway and then 
Right. Then was this racing other people or just running on the highway really fast? Yeah, I drove real fast. We'd, okay. We'd, yeah, I remember one time a couple of us went down in front of the jailhouse in Newton, and we drug off side to side. Yeah. Went all the way up, come up here, come through Conover. I remember when I hit yeah. the railroad tracks, I was doing 100 mile an hour right through the town of Conover. Wow. And so that was uh, my experience, which you can't do this day and time. Right, right, So much right. traffic. But that's, How'd you get the horse and buggy going that fast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's also, like, our, uh, from the sports car side, like our friend Jack Baldwin, you know, he kind of got started by doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. Because, you know, there wasn't around. go-karts, yeah, right, you know, right. that, that, that like they do today. But Let, you did have roads that weren't leased. Let so. me tell you this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> There's some things that you have to change to to get where you're going and uh, so my dad uh, bought a brand new 53 Ford pickup well had uh, my dad had several steels we lived back in the mountains and what did your dad do uh, make make liquor okay oh (laughs) right right in the 30s Uh, no this was uh, in the 40s okay yeah make make liquor of a certain variety yeah when I, I just remember uh, he, he had yeah. that yeah, 53 Ford truck okay. that uh, he'd throw a case of liquor on each side of the old flathead engine. Mm-hmm. And we'd go to Lenore and make deliveries. Wow. Yeah. So uh, they, uh, the revenue stopped him. And uh, said that, you know. Uh, like the IRS came through and said, where's all this money coming from kind of thing? No, okay. they just stopped him to, they trying to catch him. Oh, I see. Okay. And so uh, he. Uh, he had a Pepsi bottle in the middle of the seat here, and uh, it had uh, that much, you know, moonshine in it. Yeah. So they took his brand new '53 Ford truck, and uh, uh, I mean, he he was able to go on and and keep doing what he was doing. But uh, when I was 16 years old, we uh, we started uh, we had a steel back over. Uh, on the other side of Conover and uh, anyway we got off work my friend and I and uh, we uh, was going back to the steel and we kind of got top of the hill boom (laughs) it was blowing our steel up oh wow (laughs) but but luckily they didn't catch us there part timing so so anyway we uh, we started buying from a guy up at Hildebrand, mm-hmm. and uh, we went one evening to pick it up, and it's about 6:30, and he said for it to come back about 7:30, he'd have it ready for us in. We noticed things just wasn't quite right. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, and it was on this road right here. Okay, oh, here, going right here. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Hildebrand, and so uh, uh, he didn't. Uh, like I said, he didn't have it have it ready. Yeah. So we come back down old seventy here. And you already knew and, something and, felt wrong. Yeah. yeah. At, uh, after you go by Hickory Speedway and, and Steve White Motors, uh, there's no turnoffs that you can get off with. Right. There was at least thirty highway patrol revenue officers. Uh, the Newton Conover police yeah. and, and the Newton Conover police was our buddies yeah, right. and because they'd tell me when we could come in and yeah. go yeah. to and so uh, uh, anyway you know how much liquor we had in the car one Pepsi Cola bottle 
sitting between us. It is a 59 Pontiac, which yeah. is huge car. Yeah. Well. Uh, oh, because you're coming back. Because you're going to you get your pickup. Pick yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you're it, clean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I told, I wasn't driving. I told Clifford, I said, Clifford, uh, drive off the edge, the edge of the road here and just kind of uh, take your time. We're getting stopped. I'm going to pour this out. Yeah, right, right. So I knocked the cap off of it. And I don't know why nobody's seen me. And then when I got it emptied, I let go of it. Yeah. And I, they probably just thought that uh, that we kicked the bottle up, you know, sure, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, driving off the road. So anyway, when they stopped us, they knew they had us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they beat and pecked and underneath and overhead. And it was all over that 59 uh, Pontiac. And so uh, that was, uh, I knew what happened with my dad. So mm -hmm. that was the end mm -hmm. of my moonshining days. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah, that's a lesson yeah. learned right there. Yeah. Quit wire head. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But and when was that? You're like 17 years old? So late 50s? I was, uh, I was 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there a pride in yourself about NASCAR being based off of the legends of moonshiners that you actually did live the lifestyle for a minute you know nowadays like the the talk of like when we were we were going over some of the history of the sport and they look at certain years where like the percentage of southerners in these races yeah. was like through the roof you know it's yeah. like 90 like, percent from the south I, yeah like i'm not sure kyle larson yeah. knows what moonshine is right. or, or yeah. what that like was jeff you gordon's know? even from california yeah you know exactly. what I mean? exactly. but you actually did live the lifestyle like you kind of part of the world that built the sport you were you know kind of about it yeah, it was um, it was a way of life back then. Sure, yeah. Because I can remember the first time I seen my dad. I was probably five and a half, and we lived at Ferguson. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a white, big white, like a school bus. Uh, it was kind of like you know, look from here to Bojangles mm -hmm. down across the road. And my mom said, uh, that's your dad coming home. Uh, he's been in. Uh, prison for a year for making moonshine so that's my first remembrance of my dad right he's coming home from prison yeah yeah and, and believe you me he was a, he was a good-hearted person but that stuff with the way was the way of life back up in the mountains yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. how you made money mm -hmm. so if, if um if you hadn't found racing or if you hadn't uh, kind of changed your ways what was the career path you were headed towards <laughs> i would have I would have made a good boxer. Oh, because okay. we we fought most of the time. Okay. Uh, so your your twenties were scrapping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this uh, this one deal, I was always super strong. Okay. Uh, I could pick you up, and throw you over to those oh, chairs. We watched you win an <laughs> we watched you win an arm wrestling competition on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, against against the guy that was like my age. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Our secretary, they, they asked her. <laughs> said uh, I think he was about 40 years old yeah yeah and uh, they asked her they said uh, who's gonna win this win this she said Morgan yeah <laughs> yeah I don't even want to try right because <laughs> yeah. I know I'll lose Ooh. no it's gonna go bad but anyway so you, so you were you could fight always strong yeah so like in those in those go ahead so uh, kind of switching gears a little bit we a uh, friend of mine used to race NASCAR for a little bit and he got confused for other drivers and so it kind of gave us the idea of like we should ask you who who have you ever been confused for like was there ever some like p coming up like hey mark martin can you sign this and you're like that's not they they do this all the time too um and again i have a problem with remembering 
names. Uh, he uh, he drove a four car, one Daytona. He's from uh, Sterling Marlin. Yep, that's him. Okay, yeah. they they but they'll call me. Hey, Sterling. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Even today. Yeah. Even today. Well, how do you handle that? What's your go-to response? I just, no, I just tell them I say I'm Morgan. You know. But they do. They do that all the time. Right. 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 And I can't see no resemblance. You need a <laughs> you need a new pet raccoon. Yeah. Right. And then they'll never they'll never think that that's anyone other than you. Yep. A lot of our audience is younger, a lot not uh, not necessarily a NASCAR-based audience. So, you know, you were nice enough to come out here, meet with us with no clue who we were or what we were doing. Um, what would you want the sort of the legacy of, of Morgan Shepard to be for somebody who who'd never heard of you before they listened to this? Well, my main thing in life is uh, encouraging people to better their self. And uh, I hope that uh, that I've done something that uh, has encouraged someone to change their life, come to know the Lord, and uh, go out and help somebody. If I can be encouragement to somebody, that's, that's all I ask. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I think uh, Continental's got the check. All right. Thanks once again to Mr. Morgan Shepard. And also shout out to uh, Bill Lawrence and uh, I guess Joey of the Bacons who uh, both suggested him. Hope this uh, was what you were looking for. And uh, we'll close out with a song called Affection by Lady Bree. You can find her on musicbed.com. Enjoy. Enjoy.